That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hi, this is Adam West. I hope that uh, you're having a really great uh, <laughs> Christmas season. And I wish you all a happy new year. The Bob Seska Show. Adam West from Beyond the Grave. Thank you, Adam. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, November 30, 2021. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, how you doing? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 315 of the Biden-Harris administration, 343 days until the 22 midterms. I am on Instagram. Find me over there at Instagram. The Bob Seska is my handle. I'm on Twitter, too, at Bob Seska underscore go. The dumbest handle in the entire world. All right, Buzz is in here today, so let's do this. Yeah. Holy corpse, Batman. <laughs> Mike. All right, Rocky Mountain Mike is here filling in for Buzz. Well, it, Holy it, shit, man. It, pick, it picks with the fingers. It picks with... Oh, see... You know what? No, it's just uh, let it be. You know, it's uh, it's uh, get get back. You know. Well, I'm amazed that you were able to do that because there is a like a one second delay. I've got a feeling. I'm just really, really into you know the movie. <laughs> See. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> Outstanding. Gave me a chance to have a little sip of coffee, a little sip of my beverage okay. here as we uh, right. as we try to climb back into the show after a week off. And uh, I'm I'm kind of feeling I'm feeling a little rusty after a week off. I gotta gotta tune up the uh, the old outrage machine. So yeah. uh, what what's new? What's happening in your world this I'm, week? But- I'm thanks for having me, and thanks to uh, you know uh, thanks for having me on. Sorry for the reason, and you know all all the best to yeah. We'll talk about Buzz. that in just a second. Yep, I'm outraged that you didn't accept my non-apology about calling you a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, I now, hung up uh, this, on you uh, right away. Yeah, yeah. This whole. Uh, um, get back thing is inspiring me to take my guitar and amp to the roof and play until they make me stop. <laughs> and, uh, these are the dad jokes. <clears throat> uh, I uh, Chris Christie's book is out. I I don't think it flopping affects him much. All he wanted to do was be governor of New Jersey. Everything after that is just gravy. <laughs> There's a man who knows his gravy. Sure. And I just got off the phone. I had to give up my deposit for my autograph booth at Omicron 22. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to? I just got my lanyard in the mail. I'm so excited. The World Health Organization <laughs> describes Omicron as a variant of concern. Yes. Which tells me the guy absolutely did it. <laughs> 
And did you have a nice holiday? We had. I did. I did. Yeah. Going to talk about that in a second we, too. <clears throat> yeah, and you got the whole thing with political things. We take our holiday political arguments for granted, mm-hmm. but it wasn't always this way. The first Thanksgiving had less talk and more Plymouth Rock. The Bob Seska Show. Uh, speaking of you, here's more you. Rocky Mountain Mike, Rocky MNTN Mike on Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> very nicely done. So you, you trying to do Paul Rogers is not easy. Yeah, a very active Thanksgiving week. Then apparently you had some time off for a song here, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know my neighbors um, across the street uh, felt pity on me and had me over mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. Oh, that's and nice. And my neighbor next door, uh, after that was over, brought me more food. And so I had a nice, you know, leftover lunch on Friday. Yeah, so. me, I uh, speak of food, I raised all kinds of controversy on Twitter by announcing that I'm not a giant fan of Thanksgiving food. Uh, the whole, so I, the individual things I'm okay with, but just assembled all together, uh, not a big fan. And of course, Twitter blew yeah. up. And uh, I, I, I'm not sure I got ratioed, but it was pretty damn close to being a ratio. Because that's, you know, that's how Twitter works. Uh, but you also adopted a dog, which is wonderful news. It's always nice to hear someone uh, uh, not using a puppy mill or something like that to uh, attain a, a dog, and I'm glad to that, hear that it. Is, uh, that is actually housebreaking news. <laughs> just, it just was yesterday. Uh, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I didn't even know this dog existed this time yesterday. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And my, my next-door neighbor is a vet, and she knew that I had been thinking about getting a dog, and um, this uh, person brought this dog in to have it put to sleep because she was too cheap to pay for it being spayed. People like that should be banned from ever being able to adopt another animal ever. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really yeah. radical when yeah. it comes to these things. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so you know, I, and I told Leslie, my, my neighbor, I said, you know, I have a feeling if I don't take this dog that nobody else will. She just, she's kind of scrawny, but she's really adorable and cute. And wow. she's very loving, and uh, it didn't take her, you know, she's, I think she's attached to me. I think uh, just spending one night, and she's, you know, even though, despite my snoring. Well, I, I can't thank you enough, Mike, for jumping in for uh, Buzz here today, our, our first show after Thanksgiving, and, and one of uh, three Tuesdays before our Christmas break. Buzz will be back next week, right? Yes, Buzz will be back next week. Uh, sadly, he lost his stepmom uh, during the break and had to uh, go out to Kansas and, and take care of everything there. Well, once again, I mean, we saw this with his dad a while back. Uh, Buzz and dealing with his family is so inspirational. He is such a champion for his family, and the things he goes through uh, to take care of business is uh, is incredible. It's, it's something that we should all recognize as being above and beyond. Herculean, as uh, Larry King used to say. So uh, best wishes to our good, good friend, Buzz Burbank. 
So, yeah. And as I said, he'll be back yeah, next Tuesday. Is, I mean, just yeah. driving to Kansas from Florida alone is yeah. mind-boggling oh, to me Holy God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been such a homebody the past couple of years, I don't even leave town for anything. <laughs> That's I know I know the feeling. I mean, to me, uh, driving a you know a couple minutes down the road is a is a chore mainly because I I don't go everywhere. the The extent of my commute is walking from over there to over here. That's my commute yeah. every day, so I'm not used. And to yet, it. I since we talked last time, I I now own a camper trailer. Oh, that's right. So, All right, so you're yeah. one step closer to being about Schmidt. Are you going to collect some Hummels and travel across the? <laughs> That's that's part of the reason I got the dog because I I don't want to I don't, I'm serious I want to drive I want to take this thing to Death Valley yeah and uh, that's a long time to be alone right you right. know yeah. and uh, I I drove to uh, Montana and back last year mm-hmm. um, five thousand mile round trip yeah um, and um, you know it, it, you get to talking to yourself <laughs> you've been out there I can imagine yeah, yeah yeah what did you name the dog and what did you name the trailer. Most important. I haven't named the trailer. I just don't. Actually, I was thinking of calling it. Um, this is uh, it's it's a Casita trailer. They're made by this little company in Texas. Everybody loves them. They're fiberglass trailers. They're yeah. they're cute little trailers. They're just enough size so so you can stand up in it and have a mm-hmm. bathroom and but not so big that it's just this gargantuan thing you're hauling around. So yeah. people name yeah. them, and I thought I might call it. The the Casita Light of Love, uh, <laughs> that's after great. Mi- Mystery Science Theater, you know. Yeah, and, one of our favorites. I thought for yeah. the uh, for the spare tire cover, I was going to have Joel and the bots, you know, pointing at uh, the Yosemite or something. Uh, yeah, whatever. I see. I expect nothing less for a guy who has one of the most immense home theaters in the entire world. I expect it to look yeah, like the Millennium the, Falcon by the end of the week. Yeah, I, I ordered it without the decals so that I could customize it. So <laughs> we'll great. see what happens. I don't, you know. And the dog, the dog's name is Sophie, but I absolutely, I mean, that's such a depressing name, you know, a depressing movie. It's and, a bad, it's like uh, uh, Colonel Potter's horse's name from MASH. That's, that's oh, how really? I remember Sophie. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I decided to name her Josie. Yeah. Oh, nice. After the after the Steely Dan song. Okay. Yeah, she'll get used to that uh, relatively quickly. I think. After, Dogs after are the Steely Dan yeah. song, song slash Jody Hamilton jingle. <laughs> there you go. Well, speaking of jingles, we've got all of our Christmas decorations here in the show rolled out. I spent a little time over the uh, over the holiday putting together brand new uh, jingles for the top of the show, and plus, as far as our indie music goes, from here on out, uh, on through the next few weeks we're going to be playing all of our indie recording artists and their christmas music and uh, we've got some great stuff lined up we've got not one this year but three versions of Joni mitchell's river that we're going to be wheeling out oh, uh, God. The, I, I just <laughs> listened to that song the yeah. day before yesterday Ches pazienza's favorite christmas song of all time so it's got a special role here on the show we always end the year uh playing that song and, and there's a special mm. version of it uh, as i said we've got three versions of it this year the third version the third and final version the ultimate version is uh by our friend cc grace and so we're going to be wrapping up uh 2021 with cc grace performing uh uh, river by Joni mitchell so that's going to be a nice little tribute to our uh, our friend chez uh okay so jumping into things lots of news to cover lots of things to uh to discuss here on the show today mike flynn is on tape saying that QAnon is bullshit. We just we heard uh, Mike's uh, uh, QAnon fantasy song here, so I thought we'd start with this. You know what? We hear the phrase "own the libs" all the time, Mike. This is owning the suckers. 
I mean, they know this is a prank. This started as an online prank by the. Yeah, but I think uh, the th- I actually board. think they. Th- I think they think owning the suckers, meaning them, is a way to own the libs. <laughs> that's, yeah. how, that's how twisted they are. Well, I don't know. We're going to talk about whizzing on the electric fence here in a minute because there's another story that has to do with the border. That's just confounding. I don't understand the logic of this group. But suffice to say, Mike Flynn, uh, we all know crazy Mike Flynn, he uh, he once filmed his family at a July 4th barbecue saying the QAnon oath where we go one, we go all. He said in private that the Q conspiracy theory was, quote, total nonsense and a disinformation campaign created by the left. There it is. There it is. It's yeah, like the Antifa yeah. scam where, oh, yeah, it was Antifa and BLM infiltrating yeah, the Yeah, we created that because it's done us so much good. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's a really smart strategy they've pegged us for Well, maybe for that's here. why they're waiting for JFK because it's a, it's a liberal thing. Yeah. Are those people still down there? Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> speaking of JFK, I watched the new uh, Oliver Stone documentary, the follow-up to his JFK movie from years yeah. ago, which is... I mean, say what you will about the conspiracy theories uh, themselves. The movie JFK is one of the greatest cinematic That's works really, so, of all yeah, time. It's a great, well-made yeah, yeah. movie, yeah. So there was some uh, some new information uh, from some released documents included in this documentary. I was kind of disappointed that it didn't discuss the opposing side, just for the sake of balance. But, I mean, there's this whole new layer now with QAnon and JFK Jr. and waiting at Dealey Plaza for someone who's never going to show up. I was back in my uh, space shuttle coverage days in 1985, I covered five shuttle missions. And sometimes I would fly to Houston from Tulsa, but other times I would drive. And one time I was coming back from Houston on my way back to Tulsa, and I needed to pee really bad. And I didn't want to stop in Dallas uh, during – I always timed this so I wouldn't hit Dallas during trap, you know, rush hour. Yeah. And so I was hitting Dallas around 7 o'clock. I was like, man, I don't think I can make it all the way through town and stop on the other side. So I'm just going to take the next exit. I take this exit. I go under this underpass, and there it is. I'm in Dealey Plaza. Oh, man. And it it was the first time I'd ever seen it. And I just happened to accidentally – you know, be there. So did you and pull over and pee right there at the Dealey Plaza, yeah, like behind yeah, a tree yeah, or something? Well, the, you know, it's funny. There was a Rod Stewart concert that was just getting ready yeah. to start. <laughs> there was all kinds of traffic downtown because <laughs> of that. And, uh, but it, when you first see it, it, it looks, first of all, it looks a lot smaller than it looks yeah. like in the movies and stuff. Oh yeah, sure. And then you're just like, this is not real. This is a movie set. Mm-hmm. This is not, this is not supposed to be a real place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When, and then of course later I lived in Dallas and I went there many times and went yeah. to the museum there and everything. When you pulled over to pee there, was there a second <laughs> pisser on the grassy knoll? <laughs> that's the important question. Yeah. Do I get well, you know, and that's the thing. You. I just, I took one whiz and it hit four people and caused seven injuries. And it was, <laughs> well, just uh, bl- please don't whiz on the electric fence, by the way. And, and it caused my penis to go back and to the left. You know. Where, where's the rim shot? You, you can, you do, I don't know. Where, where did that come from? I'm just yeah, okay. I'm hitting all the wrong buttons today. Uh, so anyway, just in time for Christmas, here comes uh, Omicron, the latest variant that everyone is calling Omnicron for some reason. I know the president called it Omnicron yesterday. So if you feel bad for saying Omnicron instead of Omicron, don't worry, the president said it. Uh, but this was uh, initially quite scary to hear, and now 
we're in that phase where no one knows what the hell it's going to do. And there have been reports that it's uh, immensely virulent. There's other reports that it's not as deadly as other variants. So we don't know nothing about nothing right now. Certainly, Ali Velshi was uh, filling in for Lawrence O'Donnell last night, and that's how he kind of opened the show. I'm Ali Velshi, and we have no idea what's happening. I, be- I believe what Jody Hamilton was saying before she got kicked off of General Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Jody was saying this morning that, uh, you know, uh, they're thinking they might be able to just go ahead and, and tweak the MNR, mRNA stuff. And yeah, yeah. They were saying something like within 100 days, Mike, I think it was, that they can uh, adjust the mRNA vaccines to be able to tackle the Omicron uh, variant. And that's that's great news. I think that's outstanding. The question is not whether or not the scientists can do their job. The question is whether or not the American people are willing to do what they have to do. And that's been the ongoing uh, source of the crisis here. I mean, we still have so many shirkers. Just all of this is just going to let us lay down our guard and totally miss Godzilla coming back. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't help that Fox News continues to uh, spread its disinformation. Gutfeld, especially, and I got to got to say it loudly enough to emphasize the exclamation mark at the end of it. Gutfeld. Uh, <laughs> he said uh, on the five yesterday. He said this is actually good news, referring to Omicron. It's nature's vaccine. You're giving everybody antibodies. You might get mildly sick. You probably won't get sick. Nature is providing the solution to its own problem. This is why we champion natural immunity. No! No! Yes, and that was me throwing Gutfeld through the window uh, out to the street. But you know, it's funny because that line of thinking, if you want to call it that, it falls in line with everything else that they do, Mm -hmm. which is like, if you don't feel like doing something, don't do it. Because it's what's in your, you know, in your gut uh, that (laughs) matters. You know, it doesn't matter what science is or if you want to call yourself a sovereign citizen, go ahead. You know. Yeah. Well, it's so it's a, it's all the same thing. Just do whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. And of course, what we've been saying all along applies here. Completely irresponsible of Gutfeld to go on national television and say something like this to people who will believe every word he says. And there's that. It's irresponsible. But it's irresponsible on his part. I mean, for him personally to say something like that. I mean, to get on television and say, hey, don't worry about it. We're dealing with natural immunity. Go out and get the virus. It's natural immunity, and this isn't going to make you sick. And then people start dropping dead. And what happens to Gutfeld then? Apparently nothing in this country now. You can spread this kind of disinformation and get away with it. You can endanger the lives of your audience. You can endanger the lives of everyone your audience knows, whether they watch Fox News or not are endangered by this kind of bullshit, and he just can keep getting away with it. And that's... Uh, well, one of my old radio moment. friends, uh, one of my old radio friends from the 80s, Vernon yeah. Kimmy, uh, who retired as the public information officer of uh, Roosevelt Campobello Park. Yeah. You can imagine a gig like that. Right. Uh, he's very. He's been tweeting for years to, you know, shut down Fox News in one form or another, but his most recent, by the way, followings, Vern McKimmy. Wow. Um, and he and I used to do radio uh, together. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said this morning that it's a matter of uh, the FCC putting pressure on the Fox-owned o- uh, and operated stations because you can't you can't regulate cable, right? Uh, but if they put pressure on their O and O stations uh, because of dis- disinformation, that that might be a methodology by which um, you know you could either have them straighten up or 
or you know, yeah, yeah. find them or whatever. But but that's better than doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. You know? And you know, I, I was tweeting about this uh, over the break because I did spend a lot of time tweeting. Those of you on Twitter know that I had a hard time revving down for the break. I just kept going, and uh, you know, at some point it seems as if. We got to give up on the notion of bringing back the fairness doctrine and actually be the fairness doctrine ourselves. I mean, we've seen boycotts like this work in the past, and it seems like uh, sitting on social media and screaming about why don't they bring back the fairness doctrine, even though the fairness doctrine, as you were kind of suggesting, Mike, doesn't necessarily apply to cable television. Well, it doesn't apply to anything anymore, right. but uh, the the FCC cannot regulate cable content. Mm-hmm. And uh, people that go down that route just miss that fact. And it's it's a waste of time to even argue that the FCC is, can somehow control Fox News's content. That's right. Because they can't. We just have to take the burden upon ourselves and organize, come up with a way to target disinformation like this coming from Fox News Channel and its copycats and just do it. Just take the onus upon ourselves. This is what democracy is all about. As far as that FCC not being able to re- regulate anything but broadcasts, because yeah. of the broadcast airways being a finite... Um, resource that has to be allocated by the government yeah. and and regulated by the government um, you know you don't you, you don't have that definition with cable or with broadband mm-hmm. but it seems to me we should have a new communications act yeah that we're working on the communications act of 1934 and then i guess it was revised in 96 mm-hmm. when they allowed uh, you know stations to uh, when they when they allowed all you know you can own everything in town kind of thing yeah. or you, or there were no more limits on how many broadcast stations you could own um, there needs to be a new revision that somehow deals with regulating content over cable and broadband. And I don't know how you do that. Yeah. You yeah. know, because it's, it's free speech, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, is so it, it may, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, this is a huge tangent and, and maybe, you know, the answer to this. I, I don't know myself how this exactly works in terms of the technology, but the difference between broadcast airwaves and a satellite signal coming from orbit to the terrestrial level, whether it's to an antenna or something like that, to some sort of receiver, to your cell phone, for God's sake. That's going through the air, ostensibly. Yeah, but, but again, it's, but it's, uh, theoretically, it's not a limited resource the way I see. that broadcast spectrum is. Okay. And that's why, that's, why, that's why the FCC exists, because before then, uh, people would just put up uh, you know, their transmitters, and they'd just choose what frequency they wanted. And yeah. if you were on that frequency before, well, too bad if your transmitter was smaller. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was the Wild West, so that's why they created this. And it, it, that analogy does not apply to satellite. It doesn't yeah. apply to, to cable or broadcast for the same reason. So, mm-hmm. you know, it can't work that way for sure. But there needs to be some repercussions, rep, repercussions for yeah. quote-unquote news outlets uh, irresponsibly putting out disinformation um, that well, hurts people. Yeah. There, seems to be, there, there, there seems like there should be other laws that would apply to that and you know i think that well there have been haven't there but we've had we've had we've had alex jones sued yep you know so why mm-hmm. not have a massive uh, class action lawsuit against fox news because of covid there you go and i think there's that there are many creative ways that we haven't really thought of yet i always go back to the republican trap laws regarding abortion regulations where they're thinking creatively about well how do we get around roe v wade and still restrict 
abortion access. Well, we're going to come up with these clever new, uh, you know, kind of uh, outside the envelope, strange ways to make it very, very difficult to get an abortion. You can still get an abortion, but we're going to make it really hard. We're going to make it, we're going to intimidate you. We're going to make you drive long distances. We're going to limit the access to those resources by requiring. Yeah, exactly. So there's got to be ways like that that we can apply, not only to something that I've been talking about for a couple of years now regarding trap style laws, which is gun control, but also when it comes to regular, because it's, it's the centerpiece, it is the centerpiece to all of the madness that we're facing right now, and that is the constant geyser of disinformation that is coming from Fox News and uh, its copycats. And, um, you know, while there is something to be said for free speech, free speech is not unfettered. It is not uh, something that is, uh, you know, 100% sacrosanct. There are regulations on free speech, fair, reasonable regulations, and I think uh, Fox News has way abused its its power in all of this uh i mean roger ailes to me is has been a much bigger threat uh obviously not anymore but still his uh his ghost lives on i mean roger ailes much bigger threat than donald trump i think has ever been i i'm and this is i'm sorry i'm going to veer off into my personal world here a little bit sorry about that go (laughs) for one of the reasons i haven't been around the past year is i've been working i've been working this contract and it's with a uh it's with a small company here in this 20,000-plus people town. Mm-hmm. Uh, 77% voted for Trump, uh, the reddest county in all of North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, But I'm working for a subsidiary of the Michelin Tire and Rubber Company. Oh, interesting. And, uh, and it's a... Uh, it's a fun job. I mean, it's, it's really, you know, you, oh God, I'm going to work at a factory in this Trump town. What's that going to be like? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out I'm working for the French. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, see, and, that's great. And, and one of the nice things about it, besides the fact that my office mate is this super liberal uh, second generation Mexican guy who's getting his master's in statistics. Uh, you know, he's a Decemberist fan like me and he gets wow. all my jokes and we, we, we're just like fast friends, right? Mm. Uh, so there's that. And so like, wow. And then the other thing, the reason I mention this is because of Fox News. You will never find Fox News on in our break room. Wow, nice. And I think it's because the French own the company. Yeah. <laughs> Good for them. Good for the French. Yeah, we, I know. Merci. So it's like, it's just, it's. I keep saying living here has been like northern exposure. It's this redneck town, <laughs> but there are these people just spotted here and there that are like the coolest fucking people I've ever known. Yeah, know? and you know what? I want to talk to you about Dope Sick later on, which is the, the miniseries on, on Hulu. We just finished watching it. And uh, you living where you are, oh my God, I, I can't even imagine the OxyContin problem that, that may have yeah. actually uh, plagued you know, that. You know, that's that t- the funny thing about that. It's not real obvious. You yeah, know? yeah. I see no signs of that anywhere because I'm just not... Maybe it's because of the part of town I live in, but you know, it's it's that's the kind of epidemic that's just not clear. Yeah, yeah. To, well, to the you know. Yeah. Well, suffice to say, it's it's areas of the world, areas of the country, like where you live, that uh, was targeted by the Sackler family and Purdue Pharma. But uh, back to Omicron, uh, we've got one case in Canada. It's probably here already. 
Uh, before that, Dutch health authorities said 61 people who arrived in Amsterdam on two different flights from South Africa uh, this past Friday, Black Friday, tested positive for COVID-19, and they were conducting further testing early Saturday to see if any of the infections are uh, with the recently discovered Omicron coronavirus variant. Meantime, 377. This speaks to Greg Gutfeld's, hey, look, go out and get it. Yeah, you're only going to get mildly sick. 377 Americans spent their Thanksgiving holiday dying from COVID. And that was a, a light day for deaths in this country. So the irresponsibility that continues to happen, not just by people who refuse to get the vaccine, but by people who are telling them using uh, you know their cable networks or whatever, their platforms on social media, to say, hey, don't do this. <laughs> this is a- I can't get beyond there's that. There's a lot of corporate mixed messages out. There's a place I eat lunch all the time as a yeah. corporate uh, chain, and they say we can't seat more than six people. Yeah. You know, yeah. but they're, but everybody stopped wearing masks. So, <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, the extent of this next wave, I know some people have started calling it the Bill Maher wave. Uh, I've been calling it the right. c- the complacency wave. Yeah, the compl- that's exactly yeah, it. Yeah, and that's what we're facing now. Everyone thinks, well, this is over because, uh, you know, a comedian got on his show on HBO and said, hey, look, it's over. Hey, I- I'm just, I'm so sick of it, so therefore it's over. It was Bill Maher. But you know what? Well, it's- honestly, I'm not sure the media has... I mean, it obviously plays a role. Yeah. But I also think, uh, you know, I still, I still, I st- when I'm in the grocery store, I still see tons of masks in the yeah, grocery store. Yeah, me too. Store. Me too. And I, and that's for a little town like this, that's pretty good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lots of people have, are still aware. Mm-hmm. But as far as the media goes, I think if you just take media out of the equation at all, I think just as a human being, you just have this sense. That things run their course, and yeah. this is this part is over. It's just psychologically, in my mind, okay, I'm vaccinated. I this is something I don't have to deal with anymore. Well, yeah, and it's such a complicated thing to kind of rationalize in terms of the different scenarios. You know, whether if you're vaccinated, you can still transmit it, and then this person gives it to that person. It's a whole complicated thing, and the vaccines tend to simplify it a little bit more. But still, there's a lot of exceptions to the rules exceptions oh, yeah. to I, the I, protections and, you know that we you can't you very much can transmit it and yeah. that's the that's one of their favorite right-wing talking points yeah is you're still spreading it around it's like well if you would get vaccinated you dope it wouldn't be a problem that i was spreading it yeah. around even with a, even if i had a mask on you know mm-hmm. i'm i'm i wear my mask because i know that i can even though I will never feel it, I could be positive or just transmit it to somebody who's immunocompromised. Yeah, and and that's that's where it, that's where it stops because we're getting back to that whole do whatever makes you feel right. That's right. You know, and, and screw everybody else. Yeah. Again, I think it's just too complicated for so many of us, and that's the, one of the many many frustrating aspects of this. One thing we can't we just can't accomplish big things in this country anymore. We can't understand complicated issues anymore. Uh, part of the yeah. problem with what you were just describing is well if you're vaccinated and you end up transmitting the virus to someone else the viral load that you're carrying is much smaller than Mm -hmm. someone who is unvaccinated therefore what you're transferring is maybe not as severe as someone who is unvaccinated and has a much larger viral load there are so many different yeah yeah but the right-wingers will take 
the pieces of that that suit them right. and throw it back at you and think to themselves, I've owned a lib because mm-hmm. I used science to yeah. say what I was saying. Well, it's amazing. Uh, sometimes uh, situations like this, a crisis like this, creates strange bedfellows. And CNBC's Jim Cramer is someone who I don't often agree with in terms of you know investing and his approach toward Wall Street and so on. But he actually said something on his show last night that I 100% agree with. He made a strong case, did a whole monologue about how there na- needs to be a national vaccine mandate. And I was kind of surprised wow. to see that coming from uh, Jim Cramer. I'm not exactly sure what his motives with this are. I assume they're altruistic. I assume it comes from a place of wanting to eradicate this wanting to be as safe as possible and and do what we have to do to move beyond the covid era and so in that respect i mean how can you argue with jim cramer on this it's strange that suddenly i'm agreeing with jim cramer but uh you know it's but just that's it, not what biden that's not what biden and harris want to do they want to no. put you in a work camp <laughs> Don't you understand? Ah, that's exactly right. Well, you know, it's it's so damn frustrating. And we all came through holidays where we may have uh, had to encounter uh, family members who we disagree with and trying to navigate all of the uh, minefields when it comes to politics and dealing with COVID and so on. So what better time for this podcast to be sponsored by better help is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals well better help is going to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it's professional therapy done securely online you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist you're going to get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available too. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash Seska. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Seska C-E-S-C-A, and join the over 2 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And here, your special offer for Bob Seska Show listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Seska. That's BetterHelp.com slash Seska. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. One, two, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a <laughs> ugly sip black yeah, the great Bob Malone, Piano Malone on social media, and his uh, amazing cover of your Mean One, Mr. Grinch, BobMalone.com. As I said, we're playing all uh, Christmas music by our indie recording artists here. Speaking of which, uh, yeah. those of you who are on hold wanting me to do Omicron to the tune of Kodachrome, <laughs> we have a winner. Thank you. No more calls. <laughs> Did you get a request? Uh, I've, I've had about five so far. 
And Jody, Jody made the the connection today on the show. Yeah. On Jody on the show, on <laughs> Stephanie Miller's show. Yeah. So um, so that means it's just going to explode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Hey, y'all do that uh, code chrome there. Yeah. That, See, uh, thing. I was uh, I was once married to a classics scholar, so I'm familiar with all of the Greek alphabet letters because it was required as part of that relationship to be yeah. well schooled in ancient Greek. So Omicron. I is mentioned not a that I'm not as afraid of the new variant as I am the knee variant, <laughs> and posted that, and I got a like from Mary Trump. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's awesome! Congratulations. Well, meantime, uh, Adam Schiff is saying there's a uh, a criminal contempt referral uh, lining up, getting ready for Mark Meadows uh, sometime this week. Although we've also heard separately that the same committee and, of course, the one six committee, they plan to vote on holding a second Trump ally in contempt of Congress. That's not Mark Meadows. They're talking about Jeffrey Clark here. Uh, for criminal contempt charges. Clark is a former Justice Department official involved in Trump's unsuccessful efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. And he uh, appeared for a deposition on November 5th, but refused to answer questions, saying he was duty-bound not to provide testimony to your committee covering information protected by the former president's assertion of executive privilege. Mm-hmm. Doesn't apply. Absolute, absolute executive proof. And apparently today in the D.C. Court of Appeals, they are hearing arguments right now with regard to that very subject. And from what I've seen on Charlie Pierce's Twitter feed, not going so well for the Trump team so far. Not a surprise because this is a, a real stretch for them. You know what this is? They're not even really seriously challenging this as a legitimate argument. What they want to do is stall for time. The whole idea mm-hmm. here is to stall until the beginning of 23, 2023, because at the beginning of 2023, if we don't get our asses in gear as Democrats at the beginning of 2023, that's going to be bye-bye to the 1-6 committee. Replaced, as I've been predicting, Mike, replaced yeah, yeah. by the committee to investigate the 1-6 committee. And that's going to be the Republican version of it. I guarantee it. So the scary things on the horizon. Yeah, if there's one thing they've learned from uh, Trump, it's uh, gaslighting. They've taken gaslighting to a Higgs boson level of science, you know. But meantime, Adam Schiff told CNN that the committee is also investigating Donald Trump. So glad to hear that. I hope... uh, this is a serious investigation and not like, well, this is what Trump knew, but we're not going to pursue any charges. Uh, he said, uh, I think among the most, the broadest category of unknowns are those surrounding the former president, and we are determined to get answers. But at this point, I'm not in a position to indicate what we know yet. So, you know this thing, uh, I've been talking about it for a few weeks now. It started to happen when I saw a tweet by Ronna McDaniel. Uh, the head of the RNC. She tweeted back on, well, let's see, is that the first one? I'm trying to see here. No, you know what? It's the GOP account was the first one, the at GOP, the official Republican account. Says here, breaking, 192,000 illegal immigrants were apprehended at the southern border last month, the highest number of September apprehensions ever recorded by DHS. And this is supposed to be bad news for Joe Biden. That reads like great news for Joe Biden, as far as I'm concerned. I don't understand how this is being spun to be bad news 
for Joe Biden. It is incomprehensible. So it's like, okay, that's the first one. Could be a mistake. You know, maybe they don't have their uh, their signals wired properly as far as their talking points here. Maybe this was an error. Maybe they just uh, accidentally tweeted that and says, ah, fuck it, we're just going to leave it up. But then we see on November 18th, Ronna McDaniel, the chairwoman of the GOP, tweets, 899 pounds of fentanyl and 15,000 pounds of methamphetamine were seized at the southern border in October alone. That much fentanyl is the equivalent of 204 million lethal doses. We need border security. Again, uh, again good news, you know. <laughs> what the hell? I, I'm baffled. I am utterly baffled at this. Then, as if that wasn't bad enough, uh, Chuck Grassley who's been hitting the head a whole lot of time, whole lot of lumps <laughs> on Chuck Grassley's head. Welcome to, and two is the number two, of course, because it's Chuck Grassley's Twitter account. Welcome, <laughs> number two, Prez Biden's America, where 10,000 pounds of fentanyl have been seized by Customs and Border Patrol so far this fiscal year. Year, year. You know, you could, they could have just said seized. They didn't have to say have been. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is enough to kill over 2 billion people or more than one fourth of the world's population. This is supposed to be bad news for Joe Biden, but this reads as if Chuck Grassley just complimented Joe Biden on saving one fourth of the world's population. I, I am just, I'm confounded by this. And then. Just yesterday, this is why I'm bringing it all up, Mike. Just yesterday, uh, Elise Stefanik tweeted this. Over 800 pounds of fentanyl was seized at our southern border in October. This is Biden's border crisis. I, 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 da, da, da. Republicans whizzing on the electric Why don't they just mention that the ozone layer hole has gotten bigger in Antarctica? This is Biden's ozone hole. Well, it's not even no, that. I mean, I mean they have to, the thing, the, the reason you're seeing all this, they have to tweet something. Yeah. It has to be yeah. against Biden. Yeah. So they just find whatever they can, and that's how pathetic it is. Yeah, yeah. It, but it, I mean, they, I guess they can't tweet about inflation forever. Yeah, but this is all unequivocally good news for Joe right. Biden, but they're spinning it as terrible news. But it's it's very obviously Great news. I am completely baffled by this. I mean, going back to your ozone layer metaphor, it'd be like saying, oh, my God, that ozone layer, the ozone hole above Antarctica has completely closed and it's no longer a problem. This is Biden's America. Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. We have we have completely eliminated our need for overseas foreign sourced oil. This is Biden's America. I mean, the, the, <laughs> Joe Biden has balanced the budget. Oh, my God, why does Joe Biden hate America? I mean, none of, none of this makes any there sense. Is a, there is an asteroid that will come within 40,000 miles of Earth uh, that has been discovered. Joe Biden's asteroid. <laughs> it's, it's as if Joe Biden got the asteroid to get out of the way of Earth, right. eliminating that as a problem. Right, and we're then moving our freedoms in the process. Uh, yeah, we're just or saying that it's it's a, a big serious crisis. No, and if you're afraid Biden's of the home. asteroid, stay home. I mean, is the point to make uh, smoke come out of my ears? Maybe that's the whole idea behind this. No, I mean, just like I said, I mean, they have a job to do, and that's to tweet shit about Joe Biden, and they just take whatever is rolling across the teletype at the time. Okay, we'll do this. You know, none of it makes any sense. 
Uh, 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 I'm at that place now. You you could you do you wait you want you you could do uh, so you you. That's what (laughs) that's what runs through my head every time I see one of these tweets. And it's not just like a one-off. Like I was saying, it's not just the GOP account or Ronald McDaniel farting one of these ridiculous uh, missives into the atmosphere. This is a thing. This is a talking point. Clearly something that was written, constructed, and fed to all of the various players. Probably through some, you know, internal email system or, you know, a private, uh, you know, social media group or something like that. I swear to God, this is so dumb, Mike. This has got well, to be I mean, a Charlie Kirk idea. And, and, and so much of this has to be uh, fundraising oriented. You know, yeah. you, you yeah. have to constantly be putting something out there to keep your base excited every day. And they're uh-huh. the only ones that are paying attention to this crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just to get them excited so that whenever there's something big comes along, they can get more money. And and that's where this whole, you know, Elian Omar thing came from. Uh-huh. It's just to make money. Yeah. And that's another thing. I don't know if Trump has taught him this, but... This is all about scamming people out of their money because uh, if they don't, then uh, the Democrats will take over and eat your baby. I mean, is That's this it. is this the latest tactic that they're going to use? Is this the thing now where they're going to take an unequivocal Biden success story and say – what the fuck is going on with Joe Biden? This is a disaster <laughs> because that's exactly what this is. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's true or not, how they cast it, how yeah. they characterize it. The important thing is to characterize it that and do it quickly yeah. so that the gaslighting has happened. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you say from that moment on, it's too late. Well, I mean, as I said before, if the point is to make me go, job well done, Republicans, because that's where yeah. I am right now. This makes no fucking sense whatsoever. But please keep going. Please keep emphasizing all the success stories inadvertently. Please keep derping into complimenting Joe Biden, because certainly <laughs> the Democrats could use the help right now as far as uh, getting the good word out. Uh, meantime, MGM, uh, the old movie studio, is now forced to turn over Celebrity Apprentice footage, all of that B-roll, all of the unreleased footage of Donald Trump in this lawsuit that has heretofore flown. And Peter Jackson is going to edit down 57 hours of him saying the N-word and release it on Disney+. Plus. It'll be called Get Fucked. (laughs) That's right. Holy shit. Well, this is a, a scandal that has kind of flown under the radar. I don't know how this made it through uh, so many different layers of investigation or so many different layers, I but should you know, say, of I mean, outrage. I, I, I'm, I'm at the point that, like, it doesn't matter. If the pussy yeah. grabbing doesn't change anything, oh, what difference is him saying the N-word? But yeah. that, yeah. you know, it doesn't well, make any difference. As far as this goes, anything that eats into Donald Trump's ridiculous uh, lied-about fortune, anything that uh, takes money away from Donald Trump, because money is his favorite thing in the world, but anything that makes his sphincter clench up and and removes money from his various accounts that's fine with me because this seems like this is where that's heading this particular lawsuit trump and his uh, stupid stupid children were allegedly involved in this multi-level marketing scam surrounding mm-hmm. of all things a failed video chat platform uh, so a team of investors who he convinced to invest in this video chat platform, the, the company that created the video chat platform, the, the investors now, a group of them are suing and they're accusing the Trumps of scamming them. They're calling it a multi-level marketing scam. And some mm. of that information is allegedly contained. Some of the uh, the Trumps talking about this scam 
is allegedly contained in this uh, celebrity oh, apprentice footage. Well, so, okay, that's a different. That's a different. So legal things. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's amazing. Oh, by the way, you know, when I got this dog, I, want, I meant to tell you. Um, yesterday, along with the dog, they gave me, um, they gave me some dewormer. So I am actually holding <laughs> ivermectin as we speak. Send so some I'm, to me, I'm, man. I'm announcing right now. I'm going to do my own research. On the dog, yeah, we can uh, wait till we get off the air, Mike, and you can tell me all about the dewormer. I'll tell you all about my five G signal, so we can uh, we can get <laughs> without revealing on the on the show because it's we got to keep that hush hush, right? Because it's a big liberal. I'm going to give this to the dog, scam. and if the dog yeah. doesn't catch COVID, then then <laughs> I've proven my point. So the uh, this particular case, here's an interesting tidbit from this MGM celebrity apprentice multi level marketing scam case. Case is set for a jury trial. This isn't something that's going to be settled out of court. They're taking this to trial with a jury. So if the legal fight makes it that far, if they end up in court with all of this, the public might get to see this video as well. And I underscore might. I mean, you don't know what the rules are going to be for the courtroom, but there's a very solid chance that we could end up seeing some of this video footage. It's going to take them some time. Don't you have to, uh, I guess in some cases, evidence that's entered can still remain private because it affects people or something like that. But most of the time, that stuff is public record, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if it's presented in court, uh, especially open court hearings, then that becomes public record, and that's not a problem. They can you can discuss this with Jody on Thursday with her law and order degree. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a good idea. All right, so um, this will be interesting. And, of course, once again, another business venture involving Donald Trump turns out to be a big goddamn disaster. I still, I spent the the break watching Trump's DWAC stock, which is the uh, SPAC that he uh, merged with, his new media company. And Mm -hmm. right now, I'll just give you a quick update on uh, Digital World Acquisition Corp and that stock on the NASDAQ. Down 5% today. (laughs) So sad for his stock. Total has dropped uh, 8% over the last five days. So, uh, good. And, you know, uh, when I see this stock and I see the stock price precipitously dropping from where it was, I think uh, the first Friday it was uh, being traded, I think it was around $150 a share. (laughs) And that's when stupid, stupid Marjorie Taylor Greene invested anywhere from $15,000 to $50,000 in this particular stock. people's money. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's so see. So that's DWAC. DWAC, yeah, on on the and Nasdaq and his and his court in the way that, with his pack. So on the Nasdaq Dwack pack. <laughs> yes. Dwack uh, pack. Uh, right, right. Uh, <laughs> since I think Marjorie Taylor Greene invested in this, since that uh, point in time, the stock has declined thirty three percent, and that's just yeah. in the past month. I could be uh, looking at this mistakenly. Let me see here. Oh no, I'm too sorry, I was wrong. Too, uh, yeah. Can we short sell that stuff? <laughs> yes, but this, that's what I've been suggesting. Short sell it because that's the best way to drag it down even further. I mean, that's what they would do if this was Hillary Clinton's yeah. stock. Holy shit! Yeah. There would be an entire Reddit, uh, Breitbart comment section. Well, it, makes, it also makes me wonder who bought the Chris Christie book. You know, was it, was it really 2,200 people the first week? I mean, or was that just one big order? Or does, or does nobody even care that much? I, and I mentioned this. My album that came out eight years ago sold more copies in three days than Chris Christie sold his book in the first week. And I wasn't on Meet the Fucking Press. That's incredible. That's incredible. Despite <laughs> the fact that... Uh, 
They were probably bulk buying Chris Christie's book. <laughs> That's like what I was getting at. It was books. like, who would do that? Yeah, he, I bet you no one would even do that. So that would tell you right there he's not going to have any big donors, but who knows? By the way, I was wrong in if, saying— if I, think, I think if the big donors see a, a hole there, if they see daylight yeah. uh, trying to get away from Trump, they'll go with Christie or whoever. Yeah, I think they will. I mean, the, yeah. he's, he's trying to position himself as the anti-Trump. Not necessarily yeah. attacking Donald Trump, but presenting himself. Oh, I'm the last reasonable Republican. Vote for me. When well, we know yeah, he I was mean, in Trump's I mean, let's, back let's, pocket. Yeah. Let's be fair. Would you rather have Chris Christie or Ted Cruz as president? Well, that's true. <laughs> None of the above. Thank you very much. Um, I, was saying, I, I, I got the numbers here. Uh, since the stock hit its high watermark, it has declined in value by 56%. <laughs> since October 22nd. So, uh, so sad for Marjorie Taylor Greene's uh, a very smart, very wise investment in uh, DWAC. Yeah, so, it's too yeah. bad she can't get can't get gerrymandered out like Bobert can. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. All right, so if you're only listening to this portion, the free portion of the Bob Seska Show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to be listening, you're only hearing the first hour. There's an extra 20 minutes of show after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday show, and it's all happening on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at patreon.com slash Show, or very simply bobseskashow.com. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Docket drops every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows, and it's only going to cost you $5 per month, and you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast. So don't miss out. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you in advance. Bob Seska. A little evergreen. What does it mean? It's only a tree. Until you bring it inside, put up the lights and a star. Or even mistletoe. Where does it grow? I don't really know. But in December, you find it all the time. Where kisses are. Oh, yeah, this is a great Cookie, yeah, Jen Lucy Cook, otherwise known as Cookie, song called Christmas Magic. I've got her Linktree links in the description below at uh, bobseska.com. All right. So, yeah, normally I would go, yeah, submit your work to bobseska.com slash music, but I've already got the playlist for December lined up. So if you do submit... I won't be getting to your music until January. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And so that's how that's going to work. I'm sorry. Yeah, but we're we're doing Christmas. We always do some sort of theme in December. It's fun to do it. Plus, it makes my life easier. Uh, okay, digging back into things here. While we are away, the 1-6 committee issued five, one, two, three, four, five, five new subpoenas to people involved in the planning of these <laughs> on uh, on January 6th Dustin Stockton who I don't know oh he's good yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence who is awesome in Hunger Games by the way Dustin Maybe. Stockton <laughs> in Bounty Law <laughs> It does. That is completely a name like that. Absolutely. Uh, this is a different Jennifer Lawrence. It's not Jennifer Lawrence, the actor. Uh, Taylor- Dustin Stockton is, a, I think that's a gay porn actor. <laughs> Roger Stone, and of course the big one, Alex Jones, also subpoenaed by the 1-6 committee. He's expected to plead the fifth because apparently he's not concerned about looking immensely guilty. But we don't need him to testify or to say, here's what I did, 
because we already have tape of Alex We've Jones. We've got the audio. Yeah. 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 You're talking about on the day after the whole thing went down at the Capitol. Uh, uh, Alex Jones talking about how he coordinated with the Secret Service and with the White House to lead the crowd from the Ellipse down to the Capitol building. Yeah. That's it's exactly what he described. I mean, I'll play the video. Then the White House told me three days before, yeah. we're going to have you lead the march. The Secret Service before Trump finishes 30 minutes before or so will lead you to a point, take you out of the front row, and lead you to the place where they want you to start the march, and Trump will tell people, go and I'm going to meet you at the Capitol. There it is. Holy I shit. was really disappointed when the uh, Sandy Hook uh, decision came down that there wasn't more credit given to the shape-shifting, shape-shifting lizard people and the gay frogs. <laughs> they really did not right. get to speak to the press. <laughs> well, uh, what I was thinking about is uh, when it came to Sandy Hook, w- were there tiny airplanes and helicopters circling around the school? Was that happening? Did you see those things in the air? Because what they do is it's Obama moving his weather weapons from someplace else right to Newtown, Connecticut. And that's what I have observed. I have the documents right here. As you see, I've got lots of, of course, as soon as I go to talk about documents, I can't get a piece of paper in my hand. Okay, here we go. Uh, See, here are the documents. (laughs) God damn it. Couldn't happen to a better guy, huh? And yeah. uh, and for some reason, you know, he's going to keep going. He he's not going to stop. Are we, are we in the Are we in the after show now? No, we're still doing the regular show. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> the regular part of the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, we because I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to thank all the cheap bastards. Oh, okay. Yeah, the cheap bastards <laughs> who are not subscribed. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. So meantime, uh, Trump has been linked to the Willard Hotel war room. And, of course, the plan to overthrow the election. We now have official uh, documentation from The Guardian indicating that Trump was in communication with this group of weirdos and freaks who were hanging out at the Willard Hotel trying to figure out how to overturn the election. And uh, it says here, according to The Guardian, as Trump relayed to them the situation with Mike Pence, which we've already heard about, he pressed his (coughs) lieutenants. I always love how these... (laughs) I mean, it's basically like uh, Rudy Giuliani, Andrew Giuliani, and Steve Bannon hammered in the Willard Hotel. But they're his lieutenants, right? About how to stop Biden certification from taking place on 6 January. You can tell this was written in England, 6 January. And delay the certification process to get alternate slates of electors for Trump sent to Congress. The former president's remarks came as part of a strategy uh, he had from the White House with lieutenants. There it is again. At the Willard, a team. I mean, as you say lieutenants, I think of Lieutenant uh, Carpenter on McHale's Navy. I think Lieutenant Dan. And, and whose ass was he always kissing? He was always kissing Captain Binghamton's ass, who was played by Joe Flynn. <laughs> see. So it all ties together. Absolutely. Well, let's see here. It was Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, Boris Epstein, and Trump strategist Steve Bannon. And they were all uh, figuring out ways to delay the certification. Multiple sources speaking to The Guardian on the condition of anonymity described Trump's involvement in the effort to subvert the results of the 2020 election. Trump's remarks reveal a direct line from the White House and the command center at the Willard. The conversations also show Trump's thoughts appear to be in line with the motivations of the pro-Trump mob that carried out the Capitol attack and halted Biden's certification until it was later ratified by Congress. So this is all. Sh- yeah. If nothing else, this shit needs to be in every campaign ad for the next three years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I don't think I don't. I really don't know if they're going to get anywhere because they will be. They will claim that this is a political witch hunt, and 
the it's, it, no matter what happens in the courts, it's going to be in the in, in the court of public opinion. Yeah, yeah. And don't take anything for granted either. Don't take it for granted that American voters are going to remember the supply chain issues from 2020 between March and like August when, you know, we had to resort here to figuring out how to use the three shells from well, demolition. Yeah, the Americans, people are not remembering that we even had COVID. They're pretending <laughs> exactly that never right. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now the Republicans are taking advantage of the fact that people can't remember because I was seeing Tom Cotton on television today saying, oh, yeah, we didn't have a supply chain problem during right. uh, the Trump administration, certainly not in 2020. And, co- co- and COVID has clearly worked in their favor because people who have COVID have no taste. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, my God, I, the uh, the cynicism on display uh, alone. I mean, let's talk about lying and disinformation, all that shit. This is purely cynicism because what they're doing is they're they're lying to their own people. They're just they're treating their people like the biggest suckers in the world, which they kind of are. But I mean, they're yeah, taking full advantage of that and say, hey, you know what? I don't remember us, uh, you know, scrambling for a roll of generic toilet paper. I don't remember any of that shit going on. I don't remember not being able to buy don't get me fucking Lysol. That, uh, yeah. That COVID hoarder Albert Brooks. <laughs> What was Albert Brooks hoarding in the first episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm this season? uh, Albert Brooks is is portrayed as a COVID hoarder. (laughs) Uh, Someone accidentally opens his closet at his party, and it's full of toilet paper and Purell, and they all uh, everybody disowns Albert Brooks because he's a COVID hoarder. Oh yeah, and you know what? (laughs) Back, I I forget exactly when it was. I think it was uh, April or May or something like that of 2020. There was a sexy liberal. Uh, show that was done. I think it was the first one that was done via streaming video. And I did an Alex Jones puppet show as part of that presentation. Oh, yeah. oh that was brilliant. I loved it. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And during it, I shot a, a little a piece of it, the Dan Badandi portion of it, I shot in my garage where you can see all of the paper oh. towels and toilet paper that Kimberly <laughs> and I had been hoarding at that point. Actually, uh, I was when I was on uh, Debriana Monsini's cooking show, uh, I stacked in a big pyramid in a closet with a light on it and everything, just <laughs> rolls of toilet paper. Uh, and I completely forgot about that gag, and I forgot to do it. So. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing <laughs> that this is now where we are as a nation, where the Republicans just say, Oh yeah, that thing where no one could buy toilet paper or Lysol or God damn it, you could, I mean you couldn't even buy exercise equipment. I mean everything was out of stock at that period of time for months on end. I mean there weren't ventilators, there weren't masks, we didn't have. I'm, PPE. I'm, were you one of these people? I ordered the toilet paper from Amazon, the one that comes with it. It's got like forty sheets on it. You know, it's just really <laughs> yes. tiny, tiny rolls, and it had to be shipped from China, and it took like three months to get here. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was saying a second ago we had to start using the three shells from Demolition Man instead of toilet paper. And so that was a whole learning curve. And so, but that was all a consequence of there being no shit on the shelves. And by the way, I can walk into the grocery store right now and avail myself of every brand of toilet paper in the world right now, despite what the Republicans are saying. There's an entire disconnect between what the yeah, Republicans and, and are the saying lum- and what the is lumber actually pra- The lumber prices have come back down. Price exactly. Has, yeah, has yeah. fallen off. 
Mm-hmm. And this is all, it's, you know, it's all worldwide. It's all cyclical. But, of course, they'll jump on it politically. Yep. And let's be fair, we would do the same thing. Sure. But uh, not, to, uh, not to the level of distortion that, that these guys do. Yeah, well, we're not brazen enough to say, I don't, rem- I don't remember there was any problem in early 2020. No, no, we, <laughs> we can't bring ourselves see, to do it. But see, that's the problem with DNA. our side is we think we win arguments by presenting the facts. Yeah. And they think they win arguments by yelling. Louder. Or they present the facts that are actually good news for the Democrats and Joe yeah. Biden as, <laughs> and say as it's bad, bad news. news. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Unbelievable. <laughs> well, still uh, lots more to talk about here on the show. This is when we segue over to the Shadow Docket oh, okay. on our Patreon Bye, cheap page. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Pennies per show. Five. One, two, three, four, five, five. That's from the Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy imitating uh, Bill Cosby. That's what that's worth. Uh, yeah, $5 per month. You get two uh, Shadow Docket shows, one every Tuesday, one every Thursday, every damn week. Well, except for uh, this particular month because we're going to be off over the Christmas break. But you got three weeks there of uh, full, full-on full shows between now and our Christmas break. Three weeks to go. And uh, and so please sign up for the Shadow Docket podcast. If you sign up for $10 a month, you get the Shadow Docket podcast. Sure. Every Tuesday and Thursday for your 10 bucks. But you know what you also get for $10 a month? You get the after party with me and Kimberly Johnson every Friday. And that's a that's a whole lot of fun. If you want to see where all the big-time Christmas elements, all the Christmas elements from Christmas's past end up landing, it'll be on the after party. And I know that's not selling it at all. Everyone's <laughs> going, now, why would I want to do that, Bob? Why would I want to hear that shit over and over again? Yeah, S- selling liberals on Christmas-themed uh, jingles and, and uh, audio elements, not an easy sell. But uh, every year, every year we've been doing this show. I try and I try and I try. See what I do for you people? I subject myself to Christmas elements every year because for entertainment. <laughs> All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. You're going to stick around for the, the Shadow Docket? Yeah, About another 20 me. minutes? Yeah. And, uh, of course, we send our uh, best wishes again to our, our good friend Buzz Burbank, who will be back next Tuesday. And uh, I hope he's doing okay. I uh, Drive I, safe, Buzz. Yes, absolutely. Drive safely. He was really enjoying the, the gray, dark, moody <laughs> climate in Kansas. Going from sunny Florida to Kansas this time of year, it's got to be a bit of a... Uh, a uh, bit of a shock when it, not not only the clock touching to making it dark too early, but then also uh, you know, <laughs> you know the the dark hideous uh, winter weather in, in a place like Kansas, huh? All right, <clears throat> so Patreon.com/slash Bob Seska Show. Sign up. We'll see you over there, folks. Take care. Bye bye.